Hello, this is Naked Nerd, telling you to listen to the Naked Nerd Podcast, where we talk about body positivity, news and naturism, and everything nerdy in between. Listen to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. As I say in the podcast, live nude and be yourself. Stay tuned. listening to a brand new episode of The Naked Nerd. I'm The Naked Nerd himself. Hello everyone, it's been a very long time since my last episode. Um, I hope that everyone has been well. Um, it's been quite a few, uh, I think it's been a couple of months actually, but it feels like it's been years. Now, first of all, I'd like to say that um, I'm okay. Thank you to those of you who have been sending in messages related to my uh, recent update on Instagram. So, for those of you who don't know, I recently had to be tested for COVID. And it's a test that I did not like. I And I rated uh, zero stars. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to give credit to one of my Instagram uh, followers who actually made that particular joke. Um, but it was not fun at all. Having a... Q-tip basically rammed right into my nose and basically scrubbing my brain. That was not something that I really wanted to do. Unfortunately, because it had, I've had a persistent cough um, related to my asthma, uh, my doctor felt that I needed to get tested just to be on the safe side. And I hope people do that. If you experience any sort of symptoms whatsoever, please get yourself tested because... Uh, if you get tested and you're negative, then there's nothing to worry about. But if you get tested and you're positive, then you need to make sure that you are isolated. Um, even if you do get tested, you have to isolate yourself until you get the results. Um, but it's something that I think people should be doing. Now, with COVID, I've also had a, a number of different things happen, um, including a, a job that I started and, and eventually had to quit for personal reasons. Um, but I'm not going to get into that because I don't want the people who are listening to actually know what's going on. Um, but anyway, moving on, I am okay. Um, I am getting better. I'm on about uh, two different medications at the moment, which is great. But I'm also making sure that I rest and make sure that I uh, de-stress myself. Um, I think it's all just come to a bit of a head in terms of my stress levels. So I've been needing to check myself a little bit. And so I'm going to get back into a proper routine. Um, but it has been difficult, particularly those of you in Melbourne. For those of you who are in Melbourne and are listening, my heart goes out to you. Please make sure that you stay safe and you follow all um, instructions, including the curfew, which I understand um, has been put into effect for a number of weeks now, please make sure that you're doing the right thing. Uh, we want to get through this as best as we can, but we can't do it if if uh, the minority who think it's a joke decide not to do the right thing. So we need to make sure that we band together. Um, particularly Melbourne, because I feel for you guys um, so much. As you already experienced in your first wave, of COVID, a really, really big 
uh, dent in the economy, as well as all things related to the daily goings of, of the people, including teachers, including teachers who've had to chop and change every five minutes because uh, of one or two cases at a school and have basically had to make sure that everyone is on top of things. And it's also ruined quite a number of different outings. Quite recently, uh, the New South Wales government announced that, um, actually, I think it was just New South Wales, but I'm not sure if it applies everywhere, that events such as school formals, school graduations, um, anything to do with um, celebrations for schools has been uh, basically put uh, on notice and not happening. And I do feel for the year 12 students who have had to basically cop the flack um, because of COVID. Uh, my heart goes out to every single one of you year 12 students if you're listening to this because it's it, it really sucks that you have to uh, do these particular exams and not get any, any sort of reward at the end of it like everyone else has had uh, over the last few years. So I really feel for you guys. Just... Please take care and make sure that you're doing the right thing. Now, on to the topic of today's episode. Um, I actually wanted to do this episode for a while, but I literally haven't had the time. I actually want to talk to you guys about fake nudist sites and fake nudist content. When I'm talking about fake content, I'm talking about content that uh, poses itself as nudist or naturist, but... Um, is actually a front for other sorts of activities. Now, this is not something that's new. It's something that's been going on for many, many years. Um, I mean, we have uh, great publications at the moment, including uh, TAN, uh, sorry, the Australian uh, Naturist magazine. Also, um, we have the Get Naked Australia publication that's recently been available. We also have a number of of groups that are promoting actual naturism or nudism, whichever term you prefer. But there have been sites, particularly over the last few years, that have been promoting... Well, well they say they've been promoting uh, nudism or naturism. But in actual fact, they've been a front for other sorts of activities. Um, one particular example I would like to talk to you guys about is something that I have actually uh, had to research quite a bit, only because I only really know maybe 10% of the story um, from uh, conversations I've had with other people, but the actual case itself is something that I find quite disturbing, and it's also something that I hope none of you have ever had to run into, because it's something uh, that damages... Uh, potential reputations of uh, of a movement, but also uh, completely destroys the lives of people. Now, the case I'm referring to is the uh, Azob uh, film case. So, for those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, so Azob Films uh, was a it's a, it was a website, um, and it was promoting. Um, coming-of-age films, well, was also promoting, um, in, in parenthesis, um, naturist or nudist uh, videos. Um, unfortunately, 
and it was very unfortunately uh, these particular videos featured um, boys from the ages of as young as six to as uh, to as old as seventeen or eighteen. Um, these particular f movies or film clips um, were promoting in in these sites uh, naturism and um, coming of age. In actuality, it was actually promoting a lot of child exploitation. Now, um, this particular website has since been uh, taken down for obvious reasons, and there has been a police investigation attached to it. Um, so, this particular website was pr uh, promoted and uh, distributed by a number of different people, uh, both in Eastern European countries, but also in Canada. And the actual distribution of these uh, so-called naturist uh, videos were basically downloaded and distributed from a lot of different places, including here in Australia, which unfortunately uh, people have actually been caught and have been dealt with very harshly. Um, and necessarily harsh because of how these particular kids were exploited. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about when we're talking about exploitation, well, I'm talking about the exploitation of kids for the purposes of sexual gratification or for distribution of pornography, child pornography, um, more precisely. But this is a case that also affected... Me because I actually knew um, one of the people who unfortunately downloaded these particular videos, and it's a shame because um, this particular person that I knew um, he was a very prominent person, um, not particularly in the naturist community, but he was a very prominent person in his own uh, community. Um, and unfortunately, he put himself in a very dangerous position. And it ruined his career, essentially. And it actually ruined the careers of, of uh, quite a number of people, particularly uh, many doctors, lawyers, a few teachers, uh, police officers, from um, my own research. Um, it also affected quite a number of families who were, um, for the most part, uh, kept in the dark of these particular things happening. The families of the uh, the children themselves were actually kept in the dark for quite some time. Um, and it wasn't actually apparent until, uh, I believe it was either an uncle or a grandfather um, found a picture from a website that uh, belonged to uh, his nephew or grandson. I'm not sure particularly who it was, but essentially whatever ended up happening was uh, this boy's relatives discovered uh, a photo that was being circulated. And this particular boy did not know that this was being distributed in any sort of way. He thought that... Um, in this particular video or in photo that 
uh, it was just for pretend. And it actually went a lot deeper than that. Um, the producers of these particular films actually uh, targeted certain kids because uh, the kids from these particular Eastern European countries were poor and from were well, from poor families uh and when you're poor and you basically get told by a stranger hey would you like to make a lot of money da 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 uh, things happen but um from my understanding that particular kid did not understand that it was going to be used for uh the type of purposes that I described and it was not an isolated incident at all. Um, it was because of that particular... in that particular uh, family that uh, the person who filmed uh, him and his friend uh, was hunted down. And eventually, uh, the police were able to hunt uh, this particular person down. Uh, he was uh, charged... Uh, and quite substantially uh, with the distribution of uh, child exploitation material and it challenged the way that certain things are distributed but it also challenged the news community because from my understanding um, it challenged the way that people dealt with the term nature or news because it essentially made things very unclear. Now, and that's on the extreme end of cases. Now, I'd also like to talk to you about a, a couple of other sites that unfortunately have since been disbanded, and uh, rightfully so, because um, while child pornography in, in, in itself is horrible, um... It really damages the reputation of what it means to be naturist. These other sites that I'm about to talk to you about also does uh, did exactly that. So uh, there's one website that I was uh, part of that required membership. It was called uh, Nudie Friends. Now this particular website in itself, uh, quite old I might add, um, it's basically targeted people to uh, join a uh, nudist community. In actuality, it was actually promoting, uh, basically, it was promoting porn and sexual activity. Uh, this particular website uh, allowed people to join up, pay a fee, but the actual site in itself was targeted mainly for sex where people would uh, basically uh, chat to you and say, hey, would you like to come over for a bit of uh, nudist fun? Now, when they meant nudist fun, they were obviously talking about sex. And this was something that was heavily promoted in this particular website, where people would submit uh, videos of, of self-gratification and uh, sexual encounters uh, in the nude, basically promoting sex. Um, and this is something that I only really uh, found out maybe a week into 
this particular site because I felt because at the time when I was starting to become uh, a proper nudist I wanted to uh, get in contact with people who would I would say genuine but uh, the site that I ended up going into was not genuine whatsoever. And this is something that I've had to face, and I'm pretty sure many of you have had to face over uh, the last few years, particularly with the uh, the use of social media and other websites. Um, now, the other thing I actually wanted to talk about in relation to this was another website... Um, that I had used also in the past. Um, I believe it was called True Nudist or something in the lines of that. Uh, again, same issue. Uh, people uh, were using this site to... Um, the actual creators were uh, advertising uh, for a nudist community, but in actuality it was promoting sex and, and swingers and that sort of activity. Now, I have no issues with people having sex or, or swingers themselves, but if you're promoting nudism or naturism, don't use that as a, as a facade for actual sexual activity because it really devalues the whole aspect of being a nudist. It really devalues that. And for me personally, I find it really offensive when people do that. Um, now... One of the things I actually did mention uh, a few episodes ago, actually not even on an episode, on, on my Instagram page, that I felt that uh, that OnlyFans was promoting porn. Um, because I had people message me, hey, when are you going to do an OnlyFans account? You should do that and uh, basically show your entire body. Um, but... My understanding was that only the OnlyFans uh, website was just for porn. Uh, now, I actually had an, uh, one of my fellow listeners, iDavid42, actually messaged me because um, I actually did want to talk about this particular topic of fake nudist content a while ago, but I never had the chance to actually record myself. So I thought I would read a particular email that David sent me and did so uh, quite willingly and without any sort of uh, persuasion and I'm glad he actually sent this in. Hi Naked Nerd, I don't know how close to your topic it is but my original thoughts stemmed from your statement that you wouldn't get an OnlyFans because that's for porn and I started thinking about uh, the people I follow, whether they have a sponsorship platform, uh, why they have it and how they get uh, to the point of needing some private platforms. After your podcast post, I also started thinking on what counts as a naturist or news blog. I'm going to use the terms interchangeably because there aren't too many sites that draw the distinction, and many places don't draw a distinction. I would happily agree with you on that, David. Uh, my theory starts with Tumblr. It used to be a place where pictures of all types could be displayed freely. Um, and was a place where nudists could press freely as well as porn artists. As you, as you will recall, Tumblr banned all uh, that a couple of years ago. Um, and all the naturists I followed then either retired or seemed to move to Instagram. Following a couple of them to that platform has led to 
has led me to find many more in some vlogs. As you are aware, Instagram has funny policies about showing skin, and has led to people like the nude blogger being continually suspended and uh, Get Naked Australia receiving warnings and having reached their limits, despite being very popular. And I would agree with uh, with you on that, David, and I agree with that wholeheartedly because um, I actually have photos of myself on Instagram, not showing my face, but showing skin, and there are some weird policies. Uh, luckily, I've been able to get away f uh, from that particular type of scandal, but anyway, let me continue reading. Um, I think this has forced people to go to private platforms to continue their message uh, because these platforms allow them to post their content without getting blocked. So the new blocker has a, has a Patreon, uh, Naturist Girl, so Naturism Girl, um, oh, sorry, I read that wrong. The new blogger has a Patreon, Naturism Girl, naturismgirl.com, has an, an OnlyFans, but only uses it to post uncensored versions of her pictures. Get Naked Australia has started a magazine, and Hector Martinez um, has replaced his a popular uh, YouTube channel with a Vimeo, a Vimeo channel. Oh, yes, uh, Hector Martinez. I actually saw his v uh, Vimeo account, and I was actually sad to find out that he actually had to delete his YouTube channel because of the censorship involved. So, part of... Part one of my answer, no, OnlyFans is not only for porn, but popular for that. But if you, the naked nerd, want to have the freedom to post what you want, free from censorship, you will have to follow some of your compatriots and open a private, pay-for location. Um, well, I do feel that I... Hmm, I do see your point, David. Uh, particularly as a lot of these... Uh, blogs and uh, sites have become heavily censored. I just don't feel it's right for me at this point because I want to be able to provide freely the content. Now, that might change uh, depending on how this corona crisis goes, but I would like to make it uh, this all available for free for others. But, um, we will see. In terms of... And sorry, I'm continuing to read on. And in terms of how I've come across any fake pages. The answer is blurred. Starting with blogs, they seem to be two types. Either those talking about naturism, the new blogger or naturist place blog, or those talking about nudist travel, uh, such as uh, naked wanderings. There doesn't seem much point in misrepresenting a, a blog as naturist, whether it's, uh, when it's not. The closest I've come across is the Outdoor Co-Ed Topless Pulp Fiction Appreciation Society. Oh, wow. That is that is a long uh, name for a society. Um, where some, but only some, of the pictures seem to be about titillation rather than the celebration, the legal uh, right for women to go topless in New South Wales. Um, Instagram and Twitter is a different matter. Though there are some accounts that have nudity, but are clearly to promote a business, such as uh, Beth Spivey, I hope I'm getting that right, who Twitter manages to get away uh, with posting actual porn to Twitter, or The Naked Tiger, 
there are some holy about uh, naturism, such as Hector Martinez, who utilizes with uh, more relaxed uh, rules to post for nudity, or Get Naked Australia. But across the spectrum, there are some accounts that really seem to push the boundary. Uh, for example, copying DNA's example, there is Nature's Dan, but there's also a Naked Aussie Nomad. I've heard of these particular accounts before. Um, both seem to be about the same content, but Nature's Dan seems to be more celebrating uh, about being free and naked in, in nature and beautiful scenery, and others seem to be about the nomad parading his bare bottom with a little bit of nature around. It makes me think that the second is more about exhibitionism than nudism. I can give seven more examples of each type of Instagram feed. So, part two answer, I think there are many uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts that flaunt uh, the, uh, the name of nudism and naturism to push content that is strictly under the banner. Hope that is, is some of the stuff you can use. I, I've hoped I've not waffled on too much. Um, not at all. Um, I feel that with some Instagram and Twitter accounts, they do push that boundary, uh, to that extent. Um, particularly when we're, we're talking about, uh, phrases like exhibitionism, um, it, yes, it does, they do seem to push that boundary. Not all of them. I would say not all of them, uh, because, uh, the vast majority of those, uh, people who actually are promoting nudist or nature's content are actually, are actually doing that and are not hiding any sort of, um, exhibitionist type of movement. Um, but there are a few, and it kind of ruins it for everyone. Now, in saying that, uh, there's still going to be fake content uh, from here to the end of time. But we need to make sure, as nudists, that we basically stamp this out. So, um, we need to do this by promoting actual news content. So, people like... Uh, uh, Get Naked Australia, love. People like uh, the Young News uh, of Australia, love. Uh, sites, uh, people like Hector Martinez, who I've actually been following for quite some time, uh, does it very well. There's also a number of um, websites that do exactly um, that, and that is promoting actual uh Nature's news content. Now, I know I've kind of waffled on, but if you have any other examples of fake news content, or if you have any businesses that you'd like to promote, and one of the businesses I would like to promote at the moment goes by the name of the Skinny Dippers Club. Now, the Skinny Dippers Club is an American-based um, club, uh, for Naturists. Um, recently, though, they've had to actually uh, make a new uh, Instagram account because their current account was being blasted by people who were not uh, actual Naturists. And I'd like to heavily promote them. Well, while the 
unfortunately, the world is going through a corona crisis. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't get naked. It's, uh, plain and simple. Now, the Skinny Dippers Club are situated in uh, Seattle, if I'm reading this right. Yes. Um, but it is a worldwide club that uh, people can join. There is a membership fee, but in comparison to other places that have a membership fee, I think it's probably worthwhile. Now, the website is www.skinnydippers.club. And I would, uh, I would strongly advise people to give it a go. Now, um, if you have a nature's business or a nature's or nudist uh, blog that you'd like to share, or if you want to actually join the podcast for a bit, please uh, send me a line. And you can do this by emailing me at nakednerdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to Twitter at nakednerdpdcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, because I'm back on Facebook, everyone. Um, you can also check me back on uh, Instagram. Uh, and Instagram is the Naked Nerd Podcast. And at Facebook, it's just Naked Nerd Podcast, not Know Thee. And I'll leave it at that, uh, Naked Peeps, because I am still uh, recovering from my ailments. Um, but, but I'm also trying to give myself a bit more space. But if you have anything you'd like to share with me, please uh, follow those particular links. Um, but until next we meet, uh, live nude and be yourself. And remember, your body is beautiful. Live nude and be yourself, everyone. Have a good day. <laughs>